Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is Jake with Radio Wonderland coming at you live. A little Harry Styles to get us going. How's your world? Uh, is it as crazy as mine? Uh, let's cut this off before I get freaking docked on YouTube again, once again, because I always do. All right, uh, so anyways, a lot is going on. Here, let me get this going. But did you guys see this video of this uh, shark attacking a kayaker uh, who was fishing a mile off show in Oahu? Just check this out. If you're watching on Rumble, you get to see this video. This is insane. I saw this. I saw this this morning on the news, and this this shark just comes full blown. Looks, like he's he's kayak fishing, and that shark just comes and just eat. Tries to chomp at it like it's a seal. Here we go. Take a look at this. Here it comes. Bam. Yeah, that would have had me. Tiger shark ran me. It looks like a scene from the movie Jaws, and for Scott- Oh, let's rewind that. I don't, I don't need the commentary. This is just insane. I mean, that shark came full, not, well, I don't know, it's moving pretty quick. Oh, Tiger shark! Tiger shark ran me. It looks like a scene from the movie Jaws. Jeez. For Scott Haraguchi, an experience so scary, he says if he didn't catch it on video, people probably wouldn't believe him. Man, yeah. Yeah, everybody loves sharks now. You know, sharks. You, you, Jaws. Jaws gave uh, the sharks a bad rap, right? Now everybody loves sharks, but now sharks in Hawaii, man, just taking a bite out of crime. Okay, uh, so let's get going on the news. Uh, oh yeah, did you, Fetterman? Fetterman down there, Mister Basketball Shorts, Fetterman. I cannot believe for one instance that we are electing people like Fetterman. Have you Have you actually listened to him talk? There's this clip that came out where he's talking about bank regulations and stuff, and it's a minute and 39 seconds long. And it, it's got audio, so if you're not watching on Rumble, you can get the idea of what we're dealing with. But check out, just listen to this guy talk. Just, I mean, this is this are, this are is the level of politicians that we're electing in this company. Staggering, is it a staggering responsibility that, a, that the head of a bank could literally, could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have... I mean, like, uh, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by by how you know so it, it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank regardless of how, how their, their conduct is. He's motioning like he's asking the question. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP, you know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank, your billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr protecting the, the tax papers, you know, that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. I mean, you need a Dakota ring for this guy. Sure. I, that, that's painful. That's painful to watch. I mean, talking about, oh man, the Biden syndrome is filtering down from the top down and these policy, I don't understand how you get elected like that. Hold on, let me pause this. All right. Anyways, that's Fetterman. Fetterman laying down the law. 
Um, there is a new undercover video that came out regarding Tucker Carlson, and it's a, a, apparently it's one of those like uh, what do you call that uh, Project Veritas like un, un, undercover uh, videos uh, sitting down at a coffee shop with somebody. So the audio is always horrible, but somehow Project Veritas always gets these videos. Sometimes I feel like they're set up or something like that. I don't know, but apparently this is like a Project Veritas style video. It's coming from O'Keefe Media Group, and it's supposed to be uh, somebody talking to Sean Lingill who's a producer at Fox News Tonight, and he's talking about why Tucker Carlson uh, was removed from uh, or fired. And he's saying that it was part of the Dominion lawsuit, and he's also saying that um, also he alludes to the fact that Pfizer is such a big contributor to the show. And, you know, here Tucker is talking against the vaccine. It's just, a you know, the stuff that we probably knew happened behind the scenes, but now they're actually this guy, this Sean Lingill, is kind of admitting it. Uh, apparently off the record in a secret camera recording. But here, let's take a look at it. If you're watching on Rumble, once again, if you want to find us on Rumble, it's Radio Underland, no spaces, just Radio Underland, one word, on Rumble. And it's Jake on the News, and it'll have today's date on it, which will be, I don't know, what is this, the 16th? So anyways, let's check out this video. $144 million to settle that. Hey, oh, that was with um, the yeah. Dominion company. What happened with that? Like, They gave him money, learned part of it. They say it wasn't part of it, but we're learning that Tucker getting fired was part of that. Tucker getting fired was part of the Dominion lawsuit? It was part of the settlement. You know. Well, if I had a pillow guy, or it's brought to you by Pfizer, right? It's like yeah. it's yeah. big pharma. Yeah, which is crazy. Just like we would do all this stuff about COVID vaccines, and we're getting money from Pfizer. We're getting what? And we're getting money from Pfizer. Yeah. Well, I mean, big pharma, big tech. You know, you're talking about like the shady players, like your buddy Michael Rosa, like that he's the one who's crafting the minions' message. That's a whole story in and of itself. OMG News has obtained incendiary footage of a Fox News producer talking about Tucker Carlson's departure, the Dominion settlement, and the influence that advertisers and pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have over the embattled network. Yep, yep, we get it. Okay, I mean, is that really a surprise? Is that really a surprise that the heavy hitters, I mean, we've seen it. Everybody's played the clips. The memes have gone around. We're brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer. Of course, if they're funding the media, they're going to have a filter on what the media says. And Tucker Carlson is obviously cutting that crossfire. And plus, you know, losing the network $733 million because of the Dominion lawsuit doesn't help. But anyways, Trump, in other news, is uh, lashing out at Fox News for su its support of uh, DeSantis, okay? Uh, I'm going to play a clip of Fox just talking about DeSantis, and then we're going to go on to Trump's tweets that he's been tweeting. He's been going uh, in, in typical Trump style, typical Trump style. He's getting out there, and he's coming against Fox News for supporting DeSantis. Uh, he has some inf uh, word for him, D-D-D, what does he call him? He calls him D de-information or DeSantis or de-something. I don't know. He's got a nice little code word for it. We'll get to that in a second. Here's Fox News on DeSantis. They believe at the White House that Donald Trump will be the nominee for the Republicans and that that's who they plan to run against. And yet we still hear these rumors yep. that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is likely to get into the race for president in the next two weeks. He was in Iowa this weekend. President Trump wasn't able to go due to weather concerns. But here is Ron DeSantis. If we make 2024 election a referendum on Joe Biden 
and his failures, and if we provide a positive alternative for the future of this country, Republicans will win across the board. If we do not do that, uh, if we get distracted, if we focus the election on the past or on other side issues, then I think the Democrats are going to beat us again. One of the Beltway publications. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. Um, so what did Trump say about this? Let's get down to his tweets. And his tweets were on Truth Social. Um, you know, that's his uh, his 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 uh, uh, media outlet of Trump of, of choice. I sound like Frederman, Friederman, Friederman. It's uh, just try, trying to produce this show and click on camera angles and everything while I talk at the same time. It's not as easy as it looks, folks. Let me just say that. Anyways, the first tweet. Well, it's not a tweet. It was coming from Truth Social. So the first truth coming from Truth Social from Donald Trump at Real Donald Trump on Truth Social. He says, just watching Fox News, they are so bad, just like the globalist Wall Street Journal and now way down New York Post. They are desperately pushing desanctimonious who, regardless, that was the word I was looking for, desanctimonious, who, regardless, is dropping like a rock. He's even down 20 points in Florida, which was third worst in COVID and where I got 1.2 million more votes than he did. Rhino Mark Thiessen, a Bush flunky, is constantly on pushing desanctus. Giving bad info, even said, I lost Iowa last time around. I won big. He sucks and so does Fox News. And then his second truth, truth tweet on Truth Network, he says, Donald Trump says, Fox News is way down in the ratings after firing Tucker Carlson and refusing to fight against a very corrupt and rigged 2020 presidential election, which just cost them plenty of money, prestige, and ratings. They are a far cry from what they used to be. Fox News has become the desanctimonious network, but it will never work because he doesn't have the goods. Without my endorsement, he was a dead man walking, even with Fox He's already pretty close to that again. Uh, so I think this is totally expected that, you know, Trump's going to come out and start blasting DeSantis. I, you know, a lot of debate out there with uh, whether or not Trump's going to try and pick after they do this mudslinging fight back and forth, whether or not Trump will pick DeSantis as his running mate. Um, I think for the good of the Republican Party, he probably should. Um, but how dirty are they going to get before that? And is DeSantis going to let him to stomp all over him and then pick him as a... Uh, as a running mate, I don't know. I mean, for Trump, for Trump, uh, he's other than calling him names, desanctimonious or desanctus, he's not really getting personal on DeSantis. He's just blasting the networks for supporting DeSantis. Um, so I wonder if that's intentional. I wonder if this is a if this is a um, if this is a move on Trump's behalf to not really get personal, really not throw the big mud clods at DeSantis to keep that door open for a, a running mate. Who knows? Time will tell. We still have some time before this gets around. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I don't know who else DeSantis would pick. I mean, Trump would pick as a running mate. I, I mean, DeSantis seems like the obvious choice. Anyways, Health Day is coming out with an article that's talking about marijuana use and schizophrenia amongst men. And this is an actual a study that came from that was published in the journal Psychological Medicine. And the, one of the co-researchers was Dr. Wilson Compton. Uh, but Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, marijuana appears to significantly increase young man's risk of developing schizophrenia, a new su study suggests. Up to 30% of schizophrenia cases among men aged 21 to 30 are related to heavy problematic use of marijuana, according to the findings. The research also found 
a tripled overall risk of schizophrenia linked to cannabis use in young men compared to women. Around 15% of cases of schizophrenia in men aged 16 to 49 might have been avoided in 2021 by preventing cannabis use. In contrast, just 4% among women in that age range. The clear message is that cannabis may not be the innocent and risk-free substance that so many people believe, uh, said researcher Dr. Wilson Compton, director, deputy director of the U.S. National Institute on Drug Abuse. The new study published May 4th in the journal Psychological Medicine involved data from more than 6.9 million people in Denmark who were aged 16 to 49 at some point between 1972 and 2021. The researchers tracked reported cannabis use and diagnosis of schizophrenia, a mental disorder in which people lose touch with reality. Patients suffer from psychotic symptoms like hallucinations, delusions, and disordered thoughts. The study builds off a prior research, which has found that the rates of cannabis use disorder increased in the Danish population. There was a parallel increase in schizophrenia, according to Dr. Compton. Cannabis use disorder is defined as people who use cannabis regularly and generally quite heavily, Compton said. But more than just the pattern of use, it includes people that have found that they organize their life around cannabis. They spend more time than they can afford to on it. Uh, so we're talking about people that are, you know, pretty severely addicted to cannabis, that they continue to use cannabis, even though it's causing them either physical or mental problems, that it's causing them social problems, Compton added. Men are more likely than women to develop schizophrenia, and they're also more likely to overindulge in marijuana, Compton noted. Uh, based on that, the researchers theorized that cannabis use disorder could further increase a young man's risk of schizophrenia. What we showed is that males are particularly vulnerable to this association with a strong association of cannabis use disorder and schizophrenia and higher rates in males and females. Anyways, bottom line is they're talking specifically about cannabis abusers. Uh, it doesn't really, you know, you know, like alcohol is more regulated to the fact of, you know, we have government regulations of, you know, if you've had two beers in the last three hours, you can't drive for six or some, something like that. Where's the line with cannabis? I guess that's kind of a gray area. Uh, I know I've crossed the line one time and I freaking never want to cross that line again. Of course, yes, the paranoia set in. I thought for sure I was going to die if I didn't concentrate on breathing. I was saying my last rites to my wife saying, I, I love you, babe. And that was a, I love you, meaning that I don't think I'm going to make it out of this. And that was off a stupid freaking edible. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been there. Am I schizophrenic? No, thank God. But uh, you know, the, some, there's some guys that I know, man, and they smoke, smoke, smoke. I mean, they cannot live life sober without marijuana. I don't know. Have you had any interactions like that with people that just go off the edge, a little schizophrenic over weed use? I don't know. I mean, I think the homeless situation that we have in downtown cities like downtown Riverside, that's a whole different ballgame now these days. I don't know if it's marijuana-based or fentanyl or whatever, but the homeless have a whole new vibe. In Southern California, man, it's the walking dead out there. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what these homeless people are on. I don't think it's marijuana, but I mean, they definitely seem a little schizophrenic in a different realm and a different world and all that other kind of stuff. All right. So yesterday we played a clip of the Miller, Miller Lite um, commercial, which I was saying was being sarcastic. It seems like it's getting a lot of media attention today about, uh, you know, a lot of right wing media is calling Miller Lite going woke. Uh, but an interesting thing happened. And that ad that I played, apparently Miller Lite has taken it off of their YouTube channel and it's no longer discoverable. 
Um, Miller Lite, because that was released back in March of 2023 for Women's History Month, Miller Lite released an ad called Bad Shit to Good Shit, starring Ilian Glazer. Now, more than two months later, the video has gone viral, but it has been unlisted and doesn't appear on the beer's brand's YouTube. The Instagram account displays, sorry, this page isn't available, while the video is nowhere to be found on Miller Lite's Twitter or TikTok accounts. Now, the video is definitely out there. We played it yesterday. But apparently, Miller Lite is backpedaling a little bit, and they have taken the video down. So I don't know if that's because of the criticism of uh, Miller Lite being labeled as woke or what's going on, but Miller Lite has taken that commercial down. Uh, Netflix Netflix released, there was a little bit of controversy going on about this thing from people that just care way too much about the ethnicity of somebody that's playing an, an actress. But anyways, Netflix woke Queen Cleopatra bombs gets 2% average audience score, which is extremely low. Uh, Cleopatra, the last ruler of the Egypt, is said to have killed herself with poison. Netflix news series about the historic figure similarity did itself in, albeit by other means. The series, which debuted on May 10th as and is number six in Netflix top 10 list, presently has a 2% average audience score on Rotten Tomatoes uh, and an average critic score of 11%. The show did not fare better with reviews on IMDb, where it has a 1.1 out of 10 rating. As of the time of the publication, uh, 94.2% of the approximate 39,000 ratings show uh, gave it the lowest possible review. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it's just a bomb. I mean, there was, there was controversy about this thing because they said there was a black actress playing Cleopatra, and uh, apparently... Um, I mean, the girl, to me, she looks like she could be Egyptian here. I really don't care. But anyways, bottom line, Netflix, Cleopatra, it's a bomb. It's a bomb. It's a bomb. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook and his cronies over there and their extreme regulation has decided to start deleting some posts. And one of those posts that goes against community standard is simply that Jesus died so you could live. And that apparently is hate speech. Yep, Jesus died so you can live is hate speech. Uh, Hollowell, Hollowell, who's uh, who is Hollowell? I don't know exactly who he is, but anyways, Hollowell uh, detailed. This is the poster of the post. How it all went down in an interview posted Friday on YouTube by the CBN Christian Broadcasting Network News. Uh, anyways, he he says so. This is bizarre. I log into Facebook and I thought this must be a mistake. Hollowell explained. I get this pop up and it said. Your post goes against our community standards on hate speech. And I'm like, what in the world did I post? And so I look, and there's a message from April 2nd. So this is old now. It's well over a month. And here's what I wrote. I wrote, Jesus died so that you can live. That was the only thing I could see in the message that they sent me. And they informed me that nobody else could see the post anymore at that moment, that they have standards because they want everyone to feel safe, respected, and welcome. And then it says, if your content goes against our community standards again, your account may be restricted or disabled. Uh, is this an automated thing? Is this automated? Is this manual? It's, uh, who made this? I would like to know more about it. I would like to know more about uh, a religious post saying that Jesus died so that you can live. Uh, why it would get taken down on Facebook. But, I mean, it's just it's just the 100% world that we live in of over, over, um, over censorship. Uh, except on Twitter right now, but we'll see how the new CEO at Twitter uh, takes to the censorship. Um, that should to be determined. Uh, let's see. Joe Biden 
we went over this. Joe Biden, he got blasted by an NFL player, and this is kind of a late post, but basically the NFL player was talking about Joe Biden's cheat sheets, you know, the cheat sheets when he's in a, when he's in a, uh, a press interview. I'm looking at some of these right here. Uh, there's, they've got a close-up of, of his notes that he's given the president, and title is Offshore Wind Drop by Sequence of Events. Uh, first thing is you enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. And then it says you take your seat. The press will enter. You give brief comments. Press departs. You ask Liz, Liz Schuler or whatever. And anyways, it's just the cheat cheat sheets. And what I didn't notice on here uh, on the cheat sheet is they have no time in it. That that seems like a long gap from uh, what you do number one to what you do number six without a diaper change. Um, I wonder if he has other notes for that. The presidential diapers, the royal diapers. Hmm. Uh, so anyways, the football player that made this comment, what he said was, can we have authentic and real non-scripted interviews? I understand and agree with prepping someone like studying for a test, but this is a bit too far. It's just one big play. And I agree 100%. I mean, I think for the American people, we need to be able to see Biden, you know, and his Biden handlers claim that he's still cognitive and he's still, He's still rational. He hasn't smoked too much weed and become schizophrenic, uh, that he actually has a brain between his ears. I think he needs to sit down. He needs to, uh, some unscripted conversation just so we as the American people can judge where he stands in his mental stability. Um, this whole thing of these organized questions and everything, and he still fucks it up and he can't read off a teleprompter and all this other shit that he's got going on. I think we need a time and a place like go on Joe Rogan. Just have a conversation with Joe Rogan. Let's see how crazy you get. Let's see if you can carry on a conversation for three hours uh, and and without the diaper change. Uh, I I mean, don't you think that's fair? Don't you think that's fair that we make Joe Biden sit down and have a conversation with people and just to see where he's at mentally? And you know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. And And honestly, I don't think he could do it. I think he'd fail miserably. Anyways. Biden also, let's pull this up. Biden also uh, uh, is proposing some rules on transgender athletes in school. And this is why this is important, because we've had all these states that have come out with their regulations uh, regarding transgender athletes in sports. But if the feds come out and make a statement, uh, it will upturn the state's uh, decisions on how they're going to handle transgender sports. Uh, advocates on both sides of the debate on whether to allow transgender students to join in K through 12 and college sports inundated the education department with more than 150,000 comments ahead of a deadline Monday to weigh in on its plan for regulating such participation. The, the, the department's proposed rule would allow schools to ban transgender and non-binary students from participating in sports on a case by case basis which infuriated advocates for their participation. They worry that leaves too much room to discriminate against students, but that they would be allowed to join the swim, wrestling, or football teams that align with their gender identity in any scenario enraged others who weighed in. So you've got both sides of the argument uh, freaking out on what's coming down on the federal level. Um the people on the left that want it, no 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 limitation on what a transgender athlete can do, uh, they're pissed off because this regulation is insane that on a case-by-case -case basis, um, transgenders could be regulated from competing. And then you got the people that are saying that uh, no transgender male and female sports, well, they're a little pissed off because also in the regulation it flips and it says that 
um, transgenders would be allowed to join the swim, wrestling, football uh, teams that align with their gender identity. So both sides are freaking out about this. And I'm very curious to how this, how this goes. Because like I said before, the federal regulations will overrule the state regulations. And this is just setting up a, 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 a thing where it, there's going to be a lot of this ending up in court if this goes through. And I think, I think this should be on a state-by-state basis. I think that's a state regulatory thing. Uh, but the feds are looking at it as a federal rights, you know, like a, 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 a human rights of the transgender. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and another trans news, another transaction, as I like to call it, a trans woman is suing a New York yoga studio for $5 million. And what did that yoga studio make this trans woman do that is worth $5 million? Uh, they told her to stay out of the fucking chick's locker room. Yes, 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 yes. A transgender New Yorker. Let me get this up on the screen. A transgender New Yorker is suing Manhattan Hot Yoga Studio for $5 million after she alleges employees kicked her out of the women's bathroom and made her use the men's, according to the lawsuit filed Monday. Allie Miles, a trans woman who had the manager and owner of Hot Yoga in Chelsea, New York, aware of her gender identity, but when she tried to use the women's bathroom and locker room, other women complained and yelled at her, promoting the studio's employees to remove her. Miles alleges that she was directed to then use the men's room, which made Miles suffer shame, humiliation, and frustration, according to the lawsuit. She's suing for gender discrimination and harassment, on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity, Hot Yoga, Chelsea, New York City, has been reached for comment. Doesn't look like they've commented yet. Um, you know, that's a that's a um, that's a problem. That's a problem that a lot of uh, private business owners are going to be facing. And it's like, uh, you know, you see a situation like this, and you obviously have a, a group of women that are doing hot yoga, and a Apparently, the women are pissed that they don't want this man in their locker room watching them get undressed. And I concur with that. I concur with that. Um, you know, the same situation we have going on in the schools where parents are upset about trans athletes going into the girls' locker room and showering and looking at the other girls and the, the biological females in the shower. This is just a clusterfuck of clusterfuckingness uh, that's going to be going on here for a while. And as private business owners, I mean, if you have a gym with a locker room, what are you going to do? Are you going to kick trans people out of your women's locker rooms? Uh, this is gonna. This isn't going to end. This isn't going to end any anytime soon. And I'm curious at how this lawsuit comes because if if transgender people start suing and winning at amounts like five million dollars, like what's mentioned in this lawsuit, this is just going to destroy. Uh, a lot of businesses that try to keep their women safe. And it's amazing. It's amazing to me that you cannot protect women in your private business. You can't even give them the privacy to change on their own terms. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. I don't know how to solve this problem. Well, I do know how to solve this problem. You use the restroom that you uh, uh, that, that, that shows on your birth certificate, how you are biologically built. That's where you use the restroom. A lot of people have problems with that. I mean, at the school level, what are we going to do? Are we are we going to force every business, every business for this very, very, very small percentage of the population? Are we going to force all these businesses to build a third locker room? Are we going to force schools to build a third locker room, which would cost millions of dollars? No, it's just not. It's just not financially efficient. 
it wouldn't surprise me in the future you start seeing laws coming up as I'm just predicting. I'm not saying it's out there, but I'm, I'm betting in California they're going to pass some legislation that every new school construction, every new school or public building construction is going to have to include that third restroom, that third locker room uh, for people that identify as whatever. You know what I mean? But but that's going to flip too. How is that going to work? When, when, a, when a biological male says I'm a female and doesn't want to use the transgender restroom because my name is Amy and I tuck my dick well and I'm a female, I want to use the female restroom. There's going to, I don't know how you solve this. I don't know how you solve this, but this is going to continue to be a big fucking problem. I'll tell you what, I hope the courts stick to their guns and say, no, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, ma'am, sir. Mumsy, mumser, mamser, no, sir, you have to use the restroom that if you've got the, the twig and berries, if you stand up to pee, you have to use the men's restroom. If the courts start dishing out money on this, if jurors start dishing out money on this, it's just going to be a cluster fuck of cluster fuckedness, and it's never going to stop. And it, and, I, and it scares me, because if some one of these trials goes in front of a jury, uh, I think we all have the common perception that people that are intelligent get out of jury duty. And so we're left with all the tards on the juries. And if they start awarding these trans people money, man, it's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets a whole lot better. So I'm very curious on these court cases uh, to see what what happens. Now, another uh, Disney. Well, this is a Disney. This is the last one was Netflix. This is Disney. I've heard some people complain about this, and it's that new Peter Pan reboot. Uh, let's see. What is it called? I don't even know what it's called, but I just heard people say that it's 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 absolutely horrible. Um, but the headline here is that Disney received its worst score ever for a live-action remake. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy is a historic disaster for Disney with a 12% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Live-action remakes are always risky business, and in this case, Disney's Peter Pan and Wendy, the risk was seemingly not worth the reward. There's a saying that numbers don't lie, and the only reward this film received was the worst audience score for a live-action Disney remake on Rotten Tomatoes at an abysmal 12%. And since there's nothing but honestly behind Okay, and since there's nothing but honesty behind raw numbers, then it's safe to say that the truth most certainly did no favors for this particular remake. Though Peter Pan and Wendy fared better on the critical front with a 60% rating across 130 reviews at the time of this article, we can't help but wonder why this movie received some of its worst reviews from audiences. The audience reviews cite a lack of imagination and an overall underwhelming plot story, uh, considering how engaging the source material proved to be in the past, but there may be a reason for this film being so cynically received. Uh, one very important factor to consider is that a lot of the reviews for Peter Pan and Wendy were obviously written by adults who fondly re fondly remember the animated 1953 film. In other words, they potentially viewed this remake through the cynical lens of adulthood, despite the fact that the film is intended for children. It's also worth noting that although critics of the original Disney animated film didn't give it the worst reviews, it did receive a healthy amount of criticism for its lack of faithfulness to the original 1904 play it was based on. So anyways, the whole uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, it's not rating too good. I haven't seen it. I heard it was bad. I, it, you know, I don't know. Have you seen it? How bad was it? I don't know. Okay, the rumor mill is flying lately that Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian are reportedly getting friendly. Oh, yeah. 
Kim Kardashian is reportedly looking for a vacation home in an exclusive area of the Bahamas where Tom Brady already owns a property. According to the New York Post, page six, Kardashian consulted Brady before going to check out the Bahamian neighborhood over the weekend. Kardashian got Brady's advice ahead of making a trip to look at a property at Baker's Bay Golf and Ocean Club, an exclusive members-only residential community in the Bahamas. Another page six source says that there is no romance currently going on, but added that Kim really likes Tom. She phoned him and asked him for his advice on Baker's Bay. Uh, yeah, so this seems like it's based on a whole lot of nothing. Uh, is Kim Kardashian damaged goods after the whole Kanye thing? Ah, oh, nah, man. If I was Tom Brady and I could get it into Kim, uh, yeah, I'd probably go for that. Anyways, a little me. This is pre, this is too early to tell. People just like to jump on the bandwagon and start calling it a relationship when all they did was hit each other up to for real estate advice. You know, there's something to be said. There's something to be said. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. Good luck, Tom Brady. Good luck with that. Uh, Transformers has their new uh, non-binary robot, according to the Telegraph. Uh, And the robot tells children gender-neutral pronouns are wonderful. And here we are once again, a media group, a a, a entertainment, you know, designed for kids is getting into the whole sexualization, and now it's starting to talk about pronouns. Okay. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, this article's blocked. This article's blocked. Well, anyways, 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 the Transformers, the children's TV show, has introduced a non-binary character who has described being neither male nor female as a wonderful experience. Uh, who cares? Transformers, they're not sexual anyways. I mean, the sexual identity of a freaking robot, it's a robot. Robot can be non-binary, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the whole Bud Light thing is getting a little out of control, and uh, it's getting out of control because a couple was assaulted at a liquor store. Attackers are allegedly motivated by Bud Light controversy, says police. Three men assaulted a Canadian couple, leaving a liquor store in Vaughan, Ontario on May 6. Police believe the suspects thought the man and women bought Bud Light and attacked them because of their purchase. Bud Light's recent connection with Transax. Yeah, we know the whole story. Yeah, we don't need to go through these details. But basically, Bud Light, people buying Bud Light in Canada and getting their ass beat for buying the gay beer. The gay beer. Do we really need to read this article? Women who have larger breasts tend to have lower levels of satisfaction with their breast. Oh, hold on. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Many people view having bigger breasts as fitting the female beauty standard, but does having them make individuals happier with their bodies? A study published in Women's Health suggests that women with larger breasts may be less satisfied with them and report lower well-being and less physical activity. Uh, So uh, uh, big boobs are depressing, apparently, or, you know, not satisfying to the holder. This story was interesting, and it's because a couple was uh, being fought over what they wanted to name their child, and they finally ended up winning. They They won the battle to give the son a name after the register tried to stop them. The county register. Uh, what was the name? Of course, these feral parents, these morons, wanted to name their kid Lucifer. And the register said, no, we're not going to let you do that. But they went out, and now they can have their little baby Lucifer. Who in their right mind, who in their right mind wants to name their baby Lucifer? Well, whatever it is, these parents, their freedom of speech won. And I can't imagine that kid. I can't imagine that kid. I mean, why would you, uh, Lucifer, Hitler, Saddam, there's just certain names that you just don't name your kid. And these parents are so 
Uh, why would you set your child up for failure like that? Why? Why? Who knows? Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland on the news, and we're out. That's what's happening today. I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Goodbye.